Welcome to Beyond Sunday, a podcast for parents like us, striving to weave the Sunday experience into the everyday moments of our week. I'm your co-host, Nicole Joyce. I'm the Associate Director of Family Ministry for the Archdiocese of Detroit, and I'm a mom of four and a wife of over 18 years. Wow. And I'm Rocky McCormick, Coordinator of Mission and Outreach at our parish and a religion teacher, among other things. And I'm also a mom of three and a wife of over 13 years. So this week, we are talking about kicking off a new year with Mary because, hello, Catholic. Happy New Year! And what that means for our families. So, Nicole, I wanted to start with some fast facts because we're at the beginning of the year and everyone's in planning mode. I thought, resolutions and planners. Let's find out a little bit more. So did you know in 2018, sales of planner books and organizers was over $386 million? I feel like I should be more surprised, but I'm not Maybe. I guess there are so many cute planners that make sense. Yes, they're so cute. Yeah. So in in the cuteness, the planner accessories, so all those pens and stickers and ribbons that we like to stick in our planners, $3.9 million. Okay. I am definitely contributing to that very large number. <laughs> I love me some colorful pens and markers. Me too. Yes. Definitely. That's my favorite Do you have a favorite aisle. brand? Ooh. I, like, so I like flare pens. Oh, yeah. But I like those erasable ones. Have oh, you wait, seen those? Oh, wait. No. There's erasable <gasps> pens? They're the best. Because I just remember erasable pens from like the fourth grade no. when it smeared all over your hand. These are super cool. Like, like they're called like friction with an X. Oh. And you can fancy. erase everything. Oh my gosh. They're life changing hmm. for anybody who uses a paper. Trip planner. to Target after we do this. <laughs> awesome. Um, but anyway, taking like one company in particular, and they're like the premier planner, they found adults between 22 and 40 make up 65% of their clientele. I was surprised by the 22 because I just felt like I'm kind of an old Gen X slash millennial and I like everything in like paper. Yes. Yeah, so it's not just the geriatric millennials buying Mm-mm. paper planners. It is not. Even it the young not. those youngins. Yeah. The youths still <laughs> like the planners. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. 22 and 40. Okay. And this probably won't surprise anyone. 98% are female. Hmm. Yes. Not shocked. Noted. Going to resolutions, only 23% of survey participants last year planned on making New Year resolutions. I feel like that number is probably higher. But people don't want to say their resolutions out yeah. loud. Fair enough. Non-committal. Because that's a if I make story that for another podcast, known, then everyone's right? going to know when I crash and burn. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I also wonder, too, if that's like a post-pandemic thing where, like, we made plans and then, like, why bother? Why planning? bother? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, all our plans went up in smoke, so why even bother? We'll just take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the non-committal thing is also really big, but that's a story for a whole different podcast. Yes. Um, The most popular resolutions for 2022 are living healthier, it's 23%, personal improvement and happiness, 21%, and losing weight, (laughs) 20%. So those are some of our fast facts on planners and resolutions. And you are a planner person. I am a planner person, but also I'm not a planner person. <laughs> um, I like on the the, I, the the scale. I'm like a huge. I like things planned. However, I love the pretty things, and I buy the planners. My friends make beautiful planners, and I start out in January with all the color coded prettiness, and then I enter more things in April. 
and then maybe I pick it up in September. <laughs> so I'm a really inconsistent planner user. Uh-huh. Um, but so I, your planner goes on summer vacation, is yeah, what I'm hearing. It goes on winter break, <laughs> summer vacation. Right? <laughs> for real. No, I do I do love the planner. I, I like having things written out. I'm a list maker for sure. Like yes. I, that helps me be productive. And yes. How about you? I also love paper planners. I do. I have, but I'm not as fancy as I used to be. Like Mm -hmm. I went through this phase before COVID where I tried to color code everything. Oh my. So like I had a different color for each kid. Okay. Um, And I have four kids, which was great. And and I mainly did it. My primary motivation, I, I hope someone out there can relate to this, is that I would have this moment where I would sit down on the couch after dinner and be like, wait, am I missing a kid? Was I supposed to pick someone up from somewhere? And I don't. Do they have them? Do you have them count off? Is it like the sound of music where you have them come forward and present? Rigita. No, but I can easily count heads, right? And I'm like, (laughs) there's a head missing. Which one is it? Did I? And you know, and my husband's like, yes, he's you know, fencing or whatever. I'm gonna go get him in 20 minutes. Oh, okay, good. Like, so I had everybody color coded so I could like keep track of where everyone had to be. And how long did that last? Oh, like maybe the first card marking. So like, what is that? Eight weeks? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I tried though. I mean, so now I I do still try to use it. Like even if just to have like a a visual of like what the week looks like and where do I have like chunks of time to like you know kind of clean my house eh. a little bit maybe sure or you know sit on the couch drink coffee. <laughs> where is the silence? Yes, oh, there is no stop for that. Right? Yes, yes. No, and I think we're just reaching that point where our kids are starting to be in school activities. So for me, it's less who are we missing and more who did we forget to take to whatever it is they're supposed to be at. Yes. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting to that stage now. Yes. And then, like, do you also have to put everything in your phone and on paper? So yes. So you don't forget. Yes. Because I need the alarm to go yes. off to be like, this kid needs to be here for this long and at this time. And then also, like, for my own job, like, okay, what liturgical season are we in? Is it Advent? Is it Lent? Is it ordinary <laughs> time? Do I have an evening of reconciliation? Do I have what this color retreat? What was right. wearing at Mass on Sunday? Right. Where so working we? for the church, you have all of that thrown in, too. Like, not just what day is it? But what season are we in? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of liturgical year. Oh, yes. Today, we celebrate January, well, this week, this this January 1st, we celebrate the solemnity of Mary, the mother of God, which yes. is also always coincides with January 1st, the first day of 2023. But really, I think most of us are thinking about January 1st as like post-holiday letdown, mm. like all the things that we planned, all the grand ideas we had, like we were going to bake all these different recipes and we were going to do all these activities and we were going to go sledding and we were going to take like that super adorable picture in front of the Christmas tree, right. everyone in matching pajamas. And then we sit down and we're like, yeah, I did not that. do any of that stuff. <laughs> right, right. Right. Or like maybe I tried some of it and it was like an epic fail, <laughs> like the outtakes from trying oh to my take goodness. that family photo. My expectations for what the family photo looks like over the last 12 years has gone down drastically. Like as long as we're all kind of in the picture, we're good to go because it's real life. And guess what? That's what we're capturing. Yeah. Don't tell my kids, though, because I still want them to smile at the camera. <laughs> You still need to smile. I know. Just look and smile. Don't look like you are a crazy. We're ex. making memories here. <laughs> and you will like them. <laughs> right. No, I definitely think that there's that post holiday letdown, but I think it's mixed in with like this anticipation and excitement about newness, right? Like I think whenever we're starting something new, 
know, Christ says we, he makes all things new, and there is that anticipation and that excitement, kind of those rose-colored glasses of this is going to be my year. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to grab that planner. I'm going to make my vision boards. I will realize all my dreams. My house is going to be spotless this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. But then, like, by February, I'm exhausted, and the laundry's piled up in four different rooms, and that didn't happen, and we don't go back to it. So what I wonder is how do we capture that anticipation and that that joy and the excitement, but in a way that's life-giving? Because as we're going back to to Mary, the mother of God, like everything she does is life-giving, right? Yeah. Like bringing Jesus to us, Mm -hmm. offering herself in that way to say yes, but in a way that brings life. Yeah. And isn't like... Pipe dreams. That's hard, though, right? Because, like, we think of Mary as, like, the she's the ultimate mom. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, my daughter has been quoted saying, Mom, you're the second best mom in the world. Oh. Because Ma- Mary, obviously, oh, fair is enough. the best, right? Yeah. So, like, that's a pretty high standard yeah. to be following in, that, in those footsteps. And it reminds me of Carol Hauslander's book, The Read of God. Where she talks about how when she was little, her mom would her mom would say, "Don't ever do anything Mary wouldn't do," mm. and she was like, "Well, to be honest, I can't really <laughs> imagine Mary doing anything because she's just this really beautiful statue who stands in the corner and she's praying and she has like perfect hair. She's like, oh, right. that's that was Mary, right?" And so I think we just set that standard so high because mm-hmm. that's the image of her we always think about. So when you say, like, how do we aspire, but, like, in a way that is real, Yeah, I think we have to be willing to think about Mary as a real person, too. Well, absolutely. And I have to say, like, even in remembering her perfection and the fact that we are aspiring to be perfect like Mary, that doesn't mean that we're aspiring to be perfect. And I have to tell you a story. Um, so my husband and I were out before school. We were at the mall doing back-to-school shopping or something. And so... Um, we had all of our kids, and so I took the older two, and they're like, Dad has the youngest. And so we're waiting for him to come out of the store, and he comes out of the store, but it's just him. And I'm like, well, where's the other kid? And he's like, you have him. I'm like, I do not have him. You have him. She told me you had him. And so we run back into the store, and I have to say, I'm so proud of the, the baby of the family. Like, he knew, go to an adult, be safe, tell them that you're lost, that you can't find your parents. And so they did, and they found us, like, it was a matter of like two minutes, not even. It oh, was also probably wrong. like the longest right? two minutes of your life. But we were talking after and we're like, okay, we get it now. Because like Mary lost Jesus. Like <laughs> yes. she left him behind yes. at the temple thinking somebody else not had him for more two than minutes. I think. No, for three days. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, we get it. I'm like we now have parenting cred, right? We have, Our parent cred has grown. We have officially misplaced a child for a and moment of time. And you stay cool under pressure. Right. I mean, after, of. maybe a little like, okay. <laughs> you're okay and then like all the tears came because he was fine until he found us and then he was safe and then it was just I couldn't find you and so then we had to take our time and recollect yes I am so appreciative of that story of Mary and Joseph not knowing where Jesus is because that just makes her so much more real and then Mm -hmm. I like put myself in that position and I like I would be so stressed like I had one job right. one job and then I went and I lost the son of God how did you I let this happen job keep track of the son of God and then, like I try to imagine Joseph right like he's yeah. like it's okay I'm sure he's fine he's probably with another family in the caravan let's go see if we can check it out and she's like but you don't understand 
understand. <laughs> and then they find him, and he's like, how did you not know I was going to uh, be here? I'm still here. Uh, I'm good. It's I'm always good. Up. So I take a lot of comfort in remembering that Mary had those parenting moments, too. That while yes. her will, her alignment with God's will was perfect, like, she's still human. And so she has those human experiences. And I think, like, those images of Mary as a wallflower are just, I think they miss the mark. Right. Because, I mean, even after, like, the Annunciation, even after the Annunciation, Mary's response in the Magnificat is anything but tame. Amen. Right? She's talking about... You know, yes, I am the lowly handmaid of the Lord, but also, like, he's going to topple the mighty from their thrones. And yes. this is, you know, it's a powerful statement and, and a, such a song of justice that Mary isn't just this wallflower that is meek and silent and invisible throughout the gospel story. Mm-hmm. She's very much there, mm-hmm. very much a part of it, and very active in Christ's own life. And for us, I think that speaks to kind of two sides, right? Like, so one side is we're being asked to give a fiat. We're being asked to kind of surrender to whatever God's plan is for us. Amen. Like we have to be doing that. But then also like recognizing that it's not, um, it's not always going to look the way we want it to, but that's okay because there is such a grand plan for us. Like Mary knew what what was going to happen here. And that's why she was so willing to give her fiat and say, yes, whatever you will for me, let it be done. I mean, that that's so powerful because we always want to plan. We like plan. That's why we sell so many planners. Right. We want to be in control. (laughs) Yes. And so sometimes like when we make that fiat, sometimes it, it might be really hard for us because it might look like not using a planner <laughs> or not cleaning my house on the schedule that I really want right. to clean it on or like not always staying on top of the laundry. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe not taking on the extra project so you can stay on top of the laundry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So wait, so are you saying that we have to, we should spend part of this new 2023 reconsidering our boundaries? Maybe. You're making me really uncomfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's respect that boundary and move on. <laughs> But I think, too, when we're talking about Mary's fiat, like our fiat, our yes to God, isn't going to be Mary's yes to God. It's our yes, because each one of us is created uniquely and unrepeatably. So the way that God is going to ask us to surrender to his will is going to look different from everybody else's. And I think that's another beauty of what Mary shows us. That is so real. And that also kind of points to this other piece that is hard for us as parents sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that is that God has a plan for all of our children. That is not the plan we have for our children, right? Like we don't get to decide what vocation they're being called to. We don't get to decide like how, how, what kind of person they're going to even grow into really. Like, of course we have influence there. And of course we're called to help shape that, but ultimately they belong to him. And that can be hard for us because like, they're a reflection of us. At least that's the way we think of it. Right. Or an extension of us. And it sounds terrible to say, like, I don't want my kids to make me look bad. Right? But, like, that's what we're thinking, probably. Or more that my kid's behavior, what my kid does, reflects on my quality of my parenting. And then we feel like we have failed as parents, when in reality, kids are kids. Yes. Humans are humans. Like, we're all going to make our mistakes. We're all going to do great things, but that that's not necessarily a reflection of our worth as a woman or as a man. You know, my motherhood, my womanhood isn't always defined 
by whether my child is behaving at the moment and what, what that even means. Mm -hmm. You know, the ability to let our kids be kids, too. Yeah, but that's but that's so hard, right? Because, like, we, again, going back to people who, like, just don't make resolutions because mm -hmm. they don't want to be known for, like, not following through, we don't want to look like we're just, like, slacking off. No, on. of course not. <laughs> well, that's not what God is calling us to do either. You know, we're to be attentive, and we're certainly to be, you know, live our vocation well. But... Also, appearances aren't part of that, right? Like, I think, especially in this social media culture, that so much of it is, is perception, is oh, that yes. we don't Let's want to be perceived. Let's talk about pressure. Let's talk right? about pressure from, from like, media in general, yeah. but definitely social media. Like, how much pressure we put on ourselves mm -hmm. just by seeing those images. Right, and comparison for women is bad anyway. Then you take, like, the mommy wars of, okay, are you homeschooling? Are you sending your kid to a Catholic school? Are you in public school, you know, <gasps> right? Like, you know, all of that. Are you, even how we have our babies, like there's just so much chatter and noise to yeah. be able to sift through all of that, to hear the voice of God, to be like, what you are doing, if you are following what I am asking you to do is okay. And you know what? Even when you're not, it's okay because I'm going to redeem that anyway. Mm. Because that's my job. Mm. My job is to redeem the mistakes that you make. You're never not going to make mistakes. Your whole life is going to be a series of mistakes. And that's okay. Stay in friendship with me, and then I'm going to be redeeming that through the other things. Rocky McCormick, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> dropping the truth bombs right here. But on I think, our show. too, like in the Catholic world, like being a Catholic mom. The pressure is so high. Yeah, right? Because you want to make sure what that you are like? yeah. visibly Catholic, that right. you have the right number of kids, that right? you're at mass, that your house is decorated in liturgical colors, mm. that you have <laughs> the current current liturgical the current colors. Liturgical, not, not that the Advent candles are still up in June. the Advent candles right. from last year. No, that's not <laughs> that where we're... That just never got put away. <laughs> not, not that that's, that's us at all. Um... <laughs> No, but I will tell Tim, like, there are some families that, like, are so intimidating to me in church because they come in and their kids are perfectly dressed and they're perfectly behaved. And I'm like, did you wake up four hours ago? <laughs> like, how, how? Yeah. And ours are coming in. One looks like they rolled out of bed. The other one, I'm not sure their pants are clean. The other one, we might have had to convince to put pants on at all. <laughs> so, yes. Like, but we're there. Yes. And we're there to worship. Yes, and like that. This is all I have. Like right? this is what I have, and I'm giving it's like it to widow. you. It's like the widow. We give yes. everything we have, however little that is that day, mm -hmm. and it's going to change in different seasons too. Mm -hmm. Like so much of it is fluid. No day looks the same. No season looks the same. Yeah. So I want to talk about like the importance of having community around you when you're kind of like wrestling with this idea of being the ideal mom, whatever that looks like, giving your fiat to um, whatever you're being called to, right? Like, how do you think community can help make that a more, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, like a more, a more uh, realistic experience, a more authentic experience? Well, I think for me, there's two things. First, it's realizing that God calls us each differently. So we're not going to imitate any other mom, any other parent, any other woman. But secondly, that community to lift us up. Mm -hmm. I think it is so important for us to have people who are not just in the same stage of life as, as us, but to have those people that have walked before us. Yeah. To be able to say, yep, it's hard. Yeah. No matter what stage you're in, it's hard. Because life is difficult. Part of our life is struggling. And those struggles 
aren't going to go away no matter how perfect your parenting is, no matter how much you're living in imitation. I mean, if we're living in imitation of Mary, Mary saw her son suffer and die. Yeah. Right, so suffering is just part of that. So it's so helpful then when you can hear someone else who's been there mm -hmm. and hear like their story of losing their kid right. in the shopping mall <laughs> yeah. or like dragging their kid into church with no shoes on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so helpful because then you're like, oh, okay, this is normal. Like mm -hmm. I don't need to put this much pressure on myself nope. right now. Kids are kids. Right, and especially if like, it's an older parishioner, for example, who, you know, like, I, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you have, like, that older parishioner turn around after you just had, like, a horrific right. mass with a toddler. And they're like, your family's so beautiful. I'm so glad you're here. And they give you, like, the extra little affirmation you need. It's just so nice because then it's like, oh, this lady and her grown-up kids turned out right. okay. There's right. hope for me here. Yes. Yeah, having that community having around somebody you is to, so helpful. To breathe life into those moments mm -hmm. where maybe you think you might not make it. Yes. Oh, that is real, right? And like, yeah. I'm not doing this alone. No. I'm not trying to figure this out by myself. There are other people who have done this before. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I want to kind of wrap this up with this with this kind of final thought here. We're entering into a new year. Hello, 2023. I want to encourage people to... Think about, even if it's only for a minute or two, get some time and just think about what is God asking you for your fiat to be? What would your Magnificat look like? Maybe for some of us, it is that willingness to be more flexible with our plans or throw the planner out the window. Or maybe just not spend half your paycheck purchasing <laughs> the planner and said accessories. I feel unconvicted here. I'm sorry. Moving We're going to go to Target later and get those pens, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But for others, it might mean like, I know for me it does, mm -hmm. it means like really being intentional about taking time for prayer. Mm -hmm. um, and as a family too, you can think about this as a family, like what is God asking our family to do together? Mm -hmm. And it might be really big and it might be really small. When I think you and I were talking about this, maybe it's committing to not doing as much, yeah. to being countercultural and not signing up for every activity, but being intentional about making room for that quiet and that space. Oh my gosh, if you need to hear this right now, we are telling you, you don't have to do all the things. You do not. And your children do not yes. need to do all the things. Don't. They will they need, be happy children yeah. because you love them. Well, and maybe happier children. <laughs> right. Like over-programming them? Nah. We're over it. Yes. Well, we never went there. Our rule is one thing, so mostly because we don't want to be running around. But you know, that's, yeah, our rule is one thing too, but I have four, so yeah. that's four one thing. Yeah. Plus, it adds up yeah, quickly. Plus church and work right. and school. So yeah. But so, being really intentional about what we're doing and yeah. why. Yeah. So like, we're not saying you have to cancel all the things, right? No. We're just saying like, just listen for that. Like mm -hmm. be, put yourself in a moment of quiet to hear what God's calling you to and like what he might be asking of you as, as a mom, as a wife, as a parent, or as a family and being open to making that fiat. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on Beyond Sunday. We hope this podcast has brought you some joy, a little laughter, and made you feel a little less alone in the trenches. Since we can't join you all for coffee, you can find us back here next week with a new episode. Find more episodes at 52sundays.com slash podcast or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.